soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome to all our listeners at Oracle Soup. This is Katrina Wynn with my sister, Gina Thies, who's in Dallas, Texas, and I'm out here on the beautiful Oregon coast. And we are here to share with you something really new and something really beautiful for our new year. We're going to have a kitchen table conversation, and it's with someone that I know that Gina and I hold very dear to our hearts. Right, Gina? We absolutely do. And I'd like to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners and subscribers. And I'm so, it's a frigid time here in, no more than frigid, it's downright freezing here in, in, in North Texas. What about there in Oregon? Quite chilly, but it's all relative, right? And of course, we're in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm sure it's quite toasty for those of you down south. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. In the land of Oz, especially, they're going into, I think, there, if we have listeners in Oz or Australia, as I, um, <laughs> I just love to call it Oz, got in the habit of that. But yes, it just, you know, but it's like nice and toasty. But anyway, we have a hot topic coming up on Kitchen Table Conversations hot but you know more than just hot it's like it's like this pure flame hot it's like when you get so close to the flame of the soul that you can just feel it and and taste it and touch it and what we're talking about okay i'll it's Sheila Height, and some of you in the tarot world may know of Sheila Height, especially if you go to Reader Studio or some of the tarot cons. She's often a speaker or a guest, and uh, but for the rest of the world, she's a very, very special person in the tarot world. She brings a deep spirit with her, years and years of knowledge, a great deal of grace and centeredness and just somebody I admire as a human being as well as of course a tarot peer. You know there are a lot of people we come across and I come across in terms of being spiritual practitioners. Sheila High exudes spirituality. Uh, she is her soul is just so amazing she's such a beautiful spirit and we'll talk about that as we go into the actual um, conversation but I just adore her and think that she's an inspiration um, to me and um, if you ever have a chance to meet her and talk to her or have a session with her especially you would thoroughly really be inspired and, and just really blessed 
Absolutely. And another thing is our conversation is very meaningful, and I believe it will touch each and every one of you because what we're going to be talking about is the whole idea of our individual gifts, our gifts that we may know about, the gifts that uh, we may not know yet, but we're really meant to share with the world. And uh, we all share a lot of wisdom on that topic. And before we go too far, if you're curious about Sheila and you want to learn more about her, she actually has her own website, beautiful website. Website, and it's her name, SheilaHeight.com, but let me spell it out for you. So it'll be www.s-h-e-i-l and then a-a, so there's two a's there, that's Sheila, and then Height, H-I-T-E dot com. And if you look at her website, you'll find all kinds of wonderful goodies, including some of her books, like the Infinite Tarot book. And by the way, go to our oraclesoup.org website, and we always have a listing, so you can contact our guests at the bottom of the page there. So hold on to yourself at this point. Give yourself a big old hug, and we're going to spend a beautiful kitchen table conversation, meal, and time with our dear friend, Sheila Hyde. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're so glad you're here with us at Oracle Soup. And I am sitting with two of the most beautiful sisters I've ever seen. These women are not only beautiful on the outside, but honey, they are so beautiful on the inside. Their love, their spirit glows. I wish you could see it, but I think you'll hear it in their voices. And so let's hear those voices now as we sit at this Oracle Soup table and we have a conversation that's filled with nourishing information. This is Gina Feast, your co-host, and we are sitting at the table with Sheila Hyde. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, thank you. It's definitely an opportunity, and I love spending time with the two of you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, we just can't get enough of you, Sheila. <laughs> and I know we have a very special conversation we're going to have today. We are going to have a discussion around recognizing gifts or finding what your niche is in terms of gifts. And we are specifically relating this to being this oracle soup in terms of divination or whatever you do in terms of counseling or what that gift is as a reader. So Sheila's going to help us with that. We're going to discuss, have a really great discussion, I think. This is one of those deep pots, again, you know, with lots of flavor, lots of flavor. Gina, would you be willing to share something about yourself and maybe a special gift that you have? Gifts? Hmm. Well, I consider myself clairvoyant. I consider myself empathic. And things in between there. Things come and go. I had to recognize those as I developed starting as a tarot reader, but other things started coming in. Now, I never considered myself a medium, but as it turns out, there are occasions where that aspect comes through. So I think it's multi-layered for myself. I think that's very interesting what you said about I never considered myself. The thing is, we consider ourselves something. And again, I like to say we have an idea God has a plan. So while we're considering what we are and what we are not, we're constantly being shown who we are and how full we are, the 360-degree the circle. And we discovered in the moment. 
So I know that when you discovered you were a medium, it wasn't that you got up one morning and said, oh, I, today I'm going to be a medium. It was you were there in the moment, and that's what was called for, and you showed up. And that's how it works with me. I think that's how it works with everybody. And so when I just, I have learned to listen, as you've learned to listen, you listen to exactly what your system, your soul, your body, your mind, what they're all working together to tell you. And you'll know now is the time to open up to mediumship. Or now is the time to be a five-year-old with this five-year-old. You'll know when to be who you are supposed to be in the moment. I really would like to repeat that word, listening. Yes. That is so key. I mean, it's key to us not only as readers as we're listening to the cards or guidance or our client, but listening to ourselves, listening to our heart, listening to how spirit communicates with us. And I know for me, maybe it's because of my own spiritual background or whatever, but that's what I continue to teach or at least try to model for people is how if you are um, open to guidance yourself it will tell you where you're needed when you're needed and with whom and I know it's part of my nightly prayer that I say every night allow to be a channel for your work in the world so I know that's how I work I, I just channel spirits guidance I try to put my ego aside as much as possible like a good chariot <laughs> got to put that ego aside and and so that chariot can move forward with my will and thy will working in tandem listening also known in um, as clear audience or you know for in terms of what a gift is in terms of if you had to write definitions and terms there are psychic types and when a person says clear audience that means they do hear there are people that see it there are some people that feel it and so there are some people it's completely a visual thing um, I've experienced those levels but I was open to working through what is the best way for me to receive information how do I receive it and how it, what's the clearest how does it come through most clearly for me being a very um, visual type I think that's where the clairvoyance comes from I see it I see it, sometimes I hear it, sometimes I feel it. So it's working with all four kind of different levels. What do I choose to go through first? I choose to kind of see it first, to get a visual on it. So um, people sometimes don't recognize that in starting out. So when you have students, Sheila, that you are teaching, um, kind of developing or they want to develop, what do you start with? What do you tell them to kind of look at first? The first thing I tell them to do is to use that first sense from the moment you take your first breath what do you feel because it's all feeling for me everything is feeling so I'm a texture person and I'm very tactile and if something has a texture then I'm already anticipating the feeling well, the same thing happens when you walk into a room and you sense hmm I get a feeling about this person or I get a feeling about that stay away from that corner the same thing that happens when you decide you know I'm going to go car shopping you get a feeling for it it's all feeling and it, feeling doesn't have a sound or a look and it, of course it does it has its own sound or its own look in that moment so the first thing I start them with is what do you feel what do you feel and when they say I think I say to them no I'm not asking you what you think. I'm asking you to come straight from your heart and your gut. What do you feel? And I find that sometimes there's a lot of resistance to that. Mm -hmm. Go, well, I, I, and I say, no, you're going to close your eyes. You're going to take a few deep breaths. You're going to tell me what you feel, especially, and I'll point out, especially now that I'm kind of putting your back to the wall, 
What are you feeling? And sometimes they'll come out with, well, I don't really like it. I feel angry. Great. That's a feeling. So let's keep going. And I imagine from there, people begin to learn to just trust their feelings. Yes. But I hope you don't mind taking a step back, but I can't help but think, because I'm a psychotherapist, where did we learn not to trust our feelings? Where did that step in? How does that block us and keep us from getting in touch with those gifts that we're naturally born with, right? Who told you it's not okay to have your own feelings? Who told you your feelings aren't okay? You know, when you did have them, and how did we learn to distrust them? I'm sure there's people who don't fall into that category, but I find a lot of people do. And also, as I've studied uh, our language, and I've studied with Marshall Rosenberg, who teaches about nonviolent communication, which I prefer to call compassionate communication, my eyes really open to how naturally, in our everyday language, we shut each other down so that we don't listen to each other, we don't listen to ourselves, we don't have compassion for ourselves, which means it's very difficult to be vulnerable and be in touch with our feelings. So that means what we maybe are promoting is go ahead and be vulnerable. Take that first step. Be willing to have your feelings, even if you just acknowledge it on the inside. Eventually you'll be able to find the words and the empowering ways to bring it out to the outside. When I um, help people develop or teach, in the instance when they say, I think, I recognize that as a style. So maybe sometimes if you are a feeler, you're going to, I listen to the words and when they just describe it, sometimes they'll say, I think of this, I feel this, I sense this. And so I look at types and this goes back into those psychological functions. That is the first place they go. So you have to like, I'm a thinker, so I'm not going to want to feel. So I'll push that sense of um, feeling down more and so my my intuition comes through the thinking now it's not rationalizing I have to be very very careful because if I start rationalizing I lose it so it's an intuition that comes through a process of thought if that makes sense um, so I try not to force anyone out I just allow them to be where they are and then work through other things because you know it's kind of that struggle so if you're a feeler you're not going to be thinking at all. You're going to want to feel. So all of those senses, so to speak, I guess of functions, it's hard to call them sensing because that's another function, are very important to listen to. And it's how um, also in with clients, how to communicate with clients. Those are the little things I pay attention to. So I want to say to our audience, you know, in, in terms of you're wondering what your gifts are, or specifically how your intuition works. It's something to look at how you communicate, what you see. And one of the ways I do that with tarot specifically is looking at the suits. And um, each suit is related to a psychological function. So that's an important thing. And also a whole other talk show. <laughs> now, when you say functions, are you talking about uh, Carl Jung? Yes. And, okay, and the four functions of thinking. Okay, right. great. What do you have to add? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I actually see what you're saying, and I understand. I was raised by psychologists. And that's pretty much what I know. That's how I, that's my window to the world is I look for motivations and I look to see who you really are, what you're really telling me about yourself as, as you sit with me or as you walk across the room. And that's how I decide whether or not I'm in a safe place or how my magic needs to show up. The whole idea about what we call a thing 
you were saying, well, no, I'm a thinker. Mm -hmm. And I would say to you, if you were in my class, I get that you're a thinker. And I get that there's a lot more to that than the thinking. Because to me, thinking is kind of like ice cream, which I love, but it is cold. And real thinkers who are intuitive are more like pudding pops. You know, they're this soft and they're still sweet and still have to, they have a texture, but they're warmer. So the thinking really, it appears to be thinking because that's what you've learned to call it. And I like to bring a person to that point where they're conscious of the fact of when they're using what they're using. Mm -hmm. they, however they work is fine, but what's going on? When did you decide to? Why did you decide to use that? That always turns out to be a lot of fun for them to discover a new aspect of themselves. And overall, what I appreciate, what we all are doing in our work in the world, is we're inviting people to be more aware and to be more awake and to really know themselves. And because I hope people don't mind me getting a little more spiritual here, but we're all aspects of God or the universe or yes. whatever you'd like to call it. Whenever we allow that part of ourselves to shine, we're actually allowing the spirit to shine through us. And again, whether that happens to be a way of thinking, sometimes there's a value to that. But then don't let that hold you back from deeper gifts that you may have. And I think that's what you're saying, Sheila. It's like you may have the thinking, and that's a wonderful thing, but perhaps there's even more to it and to learn that language as well. I think one last thing I'd like to tie in is um, since we all teach, what are solutions or recommendations for one, when someone, they've studied and they're ready to go out and read, but they think, I'm not psychic enough. How do you respond to that? Well, that's a really good question. And the way I respond to that is I don't believe them. And I let them know that, of course, they have this intuitive gift. Of course, they can read. And I remind them that when they're walking down the street and they get a feeling about someone or a place, they respond to that feeling. They either avoid the place or the person or they rush to it. That's them reading something. Um, we have to look at how we are conditioned in the world to expect something to show up in a certain way. But our senses don't know that. Our senses are not going to be educated by that information. Our senses will say, I feel comfortable here. I feel safe here. And you can relax. Or our senses will say, watch out for that person or that place, and you can be on guard. That is so true. That I, I teach a lot of my beginning people that, too, because that's the easiest thing that pretty much any human being can tap into. Do I feel expansive and safe, or do I feel contracted and protected? And that's already your body trying to tell you about something. Yes. And I mean, we're here, human beings. We're survival-oriented animals, and that's truly built into us. Well, Sheila, we have really appreciated you here. And so for our listeners that would like to reach you or get in contact with you, would you please share your information so that we can have people get in touch with you if they need to? I want to hear about those books, too, because I'm a bookaholic and I have all her books. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do. Thank you. You can reach me through my website, which is SheilaHeight.com, and I'll spell that because Sheila is spelled differently, S H E. I-L-A-A-H-I-T-E dot com. I have several books, and my latest one is 100 tar 101 Tarot Spreads. And I'm really loving it. It's workbook size, and I'm just crazy about it. It's got some great spreads, mostly mine, but about 20 of those are from students and from 
different uh, clients. I've even had a couple of clients suggest some spreads. So I love that. And then there's my favorite of all of my books, The Spiritual Hedonist, which is about living life of joy, period. That's it. The Greeks were right. So to know thyself is to be in joy. And I recommend that because it's also a practical book in that living from joy is practical, but it teaches you how to create from your inspiration, your desire, to the actual physical manifestation of something. So beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. I've so enjoyed looking again at these lovely ladies, and I hope you love them as much as I do just from hearing this wisdom that's come through today. Thanks again, and tune in again for another spicy and tasty topic. Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. Dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.